Hello everyone and welcome back to Gettle. This is episode 6. My name is Hans. And I'm Edward. And thank you once again for joining us. Yeah, for sure. For sixth week in a Can row. Can you believe it? We're actually yeah. in episode 6. It always boggles my mind. Our, our quick time flies. <laughs> it has oh. been going quite quickly, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I, I mean, the fact that last week was a full month. And it felt like two or three weeks yeah, into this literally, thing. like, hey, it's, we it's were still really experimenting. Yeah, that's... well, well uh, we're still experimenting. <laughs> exactly. So, that I guess that's why it feels so With great. that said, again, thank you to all of you yeah. who are listening. We do see the metrics. We love it. Yep. Um, it's so impressive to see where in the world you are listening from. So, hi, Japan, Italy. And Australia. And Australia and Spain. It's really, really awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. So, earlier this week, Edward and I were talking about thinking. How does one think? Like, what do you hear or see in your mind when you think? Oh. And I remember you asking me this very question, and I told you that I hear my own monologue. I hear yeah. a voice. But at the same time, I also picture things. Like, for example, I can picture a word if I need to know how to spell it. And that's so weird. And yeah, you, you thought that was strange, yeah. right? Yeah, because the thing is, I talk to myself. Uh, that's how I think. So yours is your is purely an internal monologue. Always. So I even answer myself if I if I like in order to think I ask questions. Like I'm a I always ask. That's just how I was brought up, and I always answer myself, and that's why I think. Never ever have I had words or images or just nothing at all in your thinking no, process. No, I don't get that. But there I must do that. be. It's no. Okay. That's like I, I can image something i can i can imagine seeing yes, something yes but then it's a still image or a scene or something okay so i see what you're saying so like yeah. for myself for example if i wanted to dispel the word phenomenal yeah I, I can i can actually make the word appear in my mind and see the letters that's why i know how to spell no, it see the moment you, you the moment <laughs> you just said that i was like how do i spell phenomenal oh. and then i heard myself saying P H E N, and I actually don't know the entire word. Yeah. Um, So the moment you said that, I tried seeing a word, and all I actually heard was, how do I spell phenomenal? Okay. And I heard the very, that's that's very interesting. Well, the reason why I bring this up is because I read something very interesting from a scientific journal which talks about a patient AB. Um, that's just the signifier they gave this person. Okay. Uh, because obviously, you know, information needs to be kept under wraps. But to cut a long story short, this lady ended up having an internal monologue by two other voices who told her that she had brain cancer and she needed to go to a specialist to have it seen to. Okay. And the reason why it's weird and strange is because at first she obviously thought she was going insane. And I she, would too. Yeah, she yeah. went to a psychiatrist and they evaluated her and then they gave her medication and so on and so forth. But eventually the voices came back and they came back even stronger. And then they started telling her things that she shouldn't know, like addresses of where to go. And when they got there, it was a practice for like a neurologist, you know, th- th- crazy things like that. And, and the voices actually said to her, we hope you don't mind that we're contacting you this way. Which is very, very strange. And it, it makes it, it gives it a very ethereal feel. It sounds to... like a sh- television show. Yes, and, and rightly so. It's almost as if it's people were, were telepathically linking to her or maybe ghosts or whatever the case is. Or future self. Or something, maybe? yeah, perhaps. Either way, she did manage to eventually have a brain scan done after doctors didn't want to initially and so on and so forth. 
And when they did, they found she had a massive tumor on her brainstem. To the point of, if she had left it, she would have died. So basically, this random two voices that started speaking to her. Yes. How would they know? (laughs) Well, so... Now, this is where a lot of people start hypothesizing about what actually happened. Yeah. Now, obviously, there are different schools of thought. Either you believe in the supernatural, Mm -hmm. where it could be someone with abilities or maybe somebody from the future, you know. Talking to you. Alternatively, you could possibly think of it from a more scientific, explainable perspective, whereby it's your subconscious trying to reach out because it knows something that cannot be perceived by your conscious mind. But why would your subconscious have a different voice? Than well, you? you see, now, again, this comes down to, do you believe we use the full power of our brain? Or do, uh. you, or do you think perhaps we do have unlocked potential? Uh. Right? Right, that makes sense. Anyway, what, what makes the story even more fascinating is that after she had the operation, the voices came back and they said, Thank you so much for listening. We're going to go now. Goodbye. And she never heard from them again. That gives me the gooseies. <laughs> like, this could be an episode of Legion. Or X-Files or it's something. It's weird. Right? And it's, I, I'm actually glad you brought that up. Um, because in many ways, this could be linked to, like, mutant abilities, right? Yeah. You know, as, as I said, you know, it's, it's fanciful and it's fun to think about things like this. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody out there had, has mutant abilities and they knew that she needed this, so they reached out to her through her mind and so on. Like Professor Xavier. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, on the topic of mutants and Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, last week we spoke about how Marvel was more scientific than DC. Oh, yeah, yes. This week, we're going to speak about how Marvel is trying to be more politically correct than oh. the rest of the world. Oh, boy. <laughs> I actually forgot about that for a little while. Um, so for those who are not in the know, Marvel has announced two gender non-binary characters yes. who go by the names of Safe Space and Snowflake. Correct. Now, look, at first glance, I was like, what are you even trying to do, Marvel? Is this being run by boomers? Are you trying to be cool? Yeah. You know, like, hey, fellow kids. You know, like <laughs> this is... To me, it just seems so forced. Yes, because they're also using gender stereotyped colors. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, we accept everyone and anyone. Yes. Okay? So, so it doesn't really, you know, to us, it's not a concern. What is a concern, though, is you're trying to create characters, right, which are meant to be gender non-binary, mm. and then you give them names which have been associated in a derogatory manner within the spheres of yeah. people like millennials. And now you're telling okay. us to accept those names and make it mainstream as a badge. Correct. And also by using gender stereotyped colors, the pink and the blue. Yeah. You know, honestly, if you wanted to create gender non-binary colors, first of all, why even give them a race? Yeah. Okay. What, just make them a different color entirely. Mm. Yellow, orange, blue, pink. Who cares? Mm. Secondly, stay away from gender stereotyped colors. Yeah. Because... A boy wearing pink doesn't mean anything. It's it just a color. It's anti-boy. No, it, no, it's a color. But, but oh yes, yes, yes. Stereotypically, yes. Stereotypically, it's anti-boy because it would be girl, right? Yes. And that's what bothers me because mm. they could have picked any color. Why pick the gender, the yeah. gender stereotype ones? Granted, I'm sure it's because they're trying to make a statement. They're yeah. trying to be like, look, you know, by calling it the one snowflake and the other one safe space. You know, they're really like on the nose of yeah, this culture. And that's the biggest issue. Look, 
I just, I find it strange. Yeah. I feel it could have been handled in a better way. Mm. You know, these are people who want to be represented and yeah. I don't feel this is the best way yeah. of representing this it. Is, this that, is that's just my too, personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I totally agree. It's just, there are better ways to do it. And I want this these people to be included. It's yes. just, this is the wrong way to do it. Look, again, as well, I will also admit, perhaps we're not the best people of to course. be speaking about yeah, this we we are you know? falling in it yes we don't fall in the not the, the non-gender binary exactly group. so for those of you who are out there if any of you are listening by all means please reach out to us mm. we'd love to hear how you feel or what you think about this yeah you know honestly like that's the honest truth yeah. the best way to do this is to reach out to these communities the and best, find out yeah and you conversation know? is always good to because keep. perhaps Maybe no one is offended. Yeah. And now we're just getting offended for people. <laughs> yeah, like we are literally getting offended for someone we really can identify with. Ah, uh, now, speaking about being offended. So, uh, if for those of you who did listen to last week's episode, you will remember that we spoke about uh, PlayStation fanboys uh-huh. and how crazy they were getting in terms of the fact that PlayStation exclusives are now heading towards PC. Well, this week has been sensational from a gaming perspective. We finally have information about the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Finally, after all this time. Granted, Microsoft has been far more forthcoming in terms of information. Um, Sony is still remaining mum in terms of design, mm-hmm. but at least we know what specs the, the new PlayStation 5 will have. In terms of specs, we have a lot. A lot of good information. Yeah. Now, we have mentioned before, we're not Digital Foundry, so we're yeah. not going to delve too much into what the specs mean, mm-hmm. but we do want to talk about certain aspects of each console mm-hmm. and what it could mean for gaming going forward. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 So let's start with the Xbox Series X, Mm. the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) As we all know it. uh, Yes, yes. Thank you for these wonderful memes, Edward. So interestingly enough, Microsoft took a very different approach to revealing the information for the Series X. Mm. They managed to contact a lot of YouTube personalities, as well as prominent websites, and invited them over to Seattle to actually have hands-on with the machine. Mm. And there, they managed to tell the people about the specs, and they explored it. They even got to build the Series X, which honestly looks incredible. It looks amazing. Personally, I really, really enjoy the way Microsoft is handling the situation. It's fun. Correct. For those who don't know, the Game Developers Conference was supposed to take place in March. Now, normally, this is the time of the year where if new consoles are coming, it's where major publishers like Microsoft and Sony would talk about the specs of their new machines. Okay. Given that GDC was cancelled because of coronavirus, Microsoft apparently shifted gears and totally changed the way they wanted to reveal information to the public. Mm. And in my personal opinion, it's been a fantastic success. Sony, on the other hand, in my opinion, has been a total train wreck. Uh, I totally agree with you. Um, So basically what Sony did is they, they took the speech they would have gone with at GDC and they literally made a video of that speech, not changing any aspect of it. Okay, can we just talk about how bad that video was? It was Please. so bad. It, it even had a fake audience. Yes. For those who haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, look, look, look. <laughs> uh, the, the argument currently going around... No, it was bad. Around, I'm sorry. <laughs> the argument currently going around is that it was good for developers. It wasn't meant for gamers. But Sony should have known 
that millions of gamers would be looking at this video. You see, this is the thing now, and this is why this misstep feels so apparent. Yeah. It's because Microsoft shifted gears yeah. and created content that is easily consumed by consumers. It could be adapted. Yes. Yeah. So they've got like Digital Foundry to tell everybody, oh, you know, um, this is the processor. This is the mm -hmm. multi-threading performance. This is the SSD and so on and so forth. Then they got YouTubers like Austin Evans, mm -hmm. who actually has his own way of portraying, you know, tech and content and his own fun while building the mock exactly Xbox and making eight. jokes at the expense of microsoft and yeah. it was absolutely fantastic yeah then sony after this happens right after. right after microsoft does this phenomenal drop of information they just release the most boring and terribly put together video of something that was clearly meant for only developers yeah but they then put it on YouTube for fans to consume. Yeah. I mean, I watched the viewership numbers go from almost half a million down to about 60,000 within minutes. The moment people understood that this was not going to be a fun showcase. Mm. This was not an Orson Evans type video of, oh, cool. This is what the PS5 looks like. And yeah. This is what it has. No, 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 no. And yeah, it's, it's bad. And, and it's sad because I really wanted to see what Sony is capable of in this digital see, age. So this is the main issue, is the fact that Sony's PlayStation 5 has a truly cutting-edge solid-state drive. Of course. It, it has a lot of technologies going for it. That's right. I mean, it has bandwidth speeds of 5.5 gigabytes a second, which is unheard of. There is yeah, currently nothing on the market that has that kind of a raw base speed. Mm. And then with compression, that goes up to 9 gigabytes a which second. Which is amazing. I mean, if you compare this now to Series X, which has a raw speed of only 2.3 or 2.4, and a compressed speed of 4.8 gigabytes five, a second, yeah. correct? It shows that the SSD in Sony's machine is, at, at a minimum, twice as powerful. Yeah. Now, the reason why we're mentioning this is because this phenomenal SSD is, for all intents and purposes, currently being swept under the rug. Yeah. Because all consumers are seeing at the moment is, oh, well, you know, if we look at the specs on paper in terms of teraflop performance and so on and so forth, Xbox Series X is 30% advantage. Yeah. The, the thing is... If they, even with the specs being what they are, if Sony adapted their speech and got more content creators hands on time with it, showed fans, listen, this is our specs, but this is what we can do with it. Yes. Like uh, we might, we may only have 10 teraflops um, compared to Xbox's 12, but look at what we can do with the loading times. Look at what the, the text streaming looks like on our console. If they did that, it would have been... See, this is where I completely, completely agree with you. Mm. So again, just to put both into perspective, Microsoft showed, fine, current generation games, mm. but it showcased how you can resume almost six of them at once yeah. and how loading speeds dropped to like six seconds. Yeah. You don't see anything no. on, from that perspective on Sony's side. Like, like from what we know of the specs, we know maybe the loading times would be two seconds. Yeah. M not even... It's almost um, instantaneous. Yes. Yeah. But we need to see that. Where people need to see that they want demo, they want footage. Correct. Before they believe anything. No, I, I firmly agree with you on that point as well. And now that leads me to the next point that I wanted to make. So mm. I want to stress that teraflops are not the be all and end all, mm. right? Each of these systems have unique 
hardware and architecture that can be exploited by talented developers. Of course, people are only looking at the teraflop numbers. So it's, I don't know. Look, of course, we have to wait and see because yeah. the SSD and the PS5 is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, we all know that both machines have their pluses and minuses. Mm. It's very, very interesting. It's starting yeah. to get very, very, very exciting, the new console race. So there's actually a lot to talk about in terms of Xbox Series X versus PlayStation 5. Yep. And so Edward and I want to deep dive this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So we're happy to announce that from next week, we're going to have a special bonus episode in this regard. Yeah. And just to be clear, it is not going to be episode 7, but a dedicated bonus episode specifically for PlayStation 5 versus Xbox Series X. Yeah. So yeah, so we hope you guys will will tune into that. Yeah, should be Um, fun. With that said, and still speaking about hardware, Apple released a lot of new tech this week. Okay. Have you seen the brand new Apple Magic Keyboard? Wait for it. For iPad. It's beautiful. I have seen it. And it floats. It is amazing. Bridge, eat your heart out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as a Bridge user, um, you would know. Um, I am scared for the company look i'll be i'll be honest with you no one expected in my personal opinion apple to bring out a keyboard with a trackpad for ipad yeah and then it looks this good as well yes beautiful honestly for those of you out there listening do yourselves a favor go to apple.com just have a look at the apple magic trackpad for ipad Mm. it is the most phenomenal device it uses the new switch keyboard it's backlit it has a trackpad and it has this crazy new lever design, which I think they took from the brand new Mac Pro. Maybe. It's I've, just, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. The fact that the iPad can just stick to it, pop off, and tilt back and forth like that. USB it also has USB charge through, apparently. Yeah. Which I think is amazing. It's Without amazing. any other connections to the iPad, yep. because it uses those three. The smart The button. smart port, yeah. Um, what I find incredible about it is it practically makes your iPad a MacBook now. And that goes back to Steve Jobs' entire original vision that for the iPad replacing the Mac. Can I just please mention how I just bought Diona a MacBook Air <laughs> and they just refreshed it. Yep. So I'm dying inside because I'm still paying that thing off. Like a, a month ago. <laughs> Not even, it was like three weeks ago. So there's that, number one. But number two, I also just ordered a brand new MacBook Pro. I know that's being refreshed later this year, but you know, you can't always keep up with tech. Oh. I needed a new one. With that said, if I think about how I use my iPad, right, mm-hmm. and what I use it for, I never used to use my laptop before it was stolen. You know, you, you yeah. know, my iMac was my primary, my primary daily driver, yes. and my iPad was my secondary. Yes. And then my laptop was just, just went, went to waste. It was just there. Actually, you were using it, actually, yeah. we're, interestingly enough. And now, now that I've ordered one, it's a little bit of a different scenario, I guess, because I'm, I'm going to be using it to replace my iMac. Mm. Um, but with that said, I mean, if I look at the iPad and this new keyboard, I'm like, should I have spent that money? A part of me a, doesn't. A part of me is quite sad now. That's a, a like... very good question <laughs> um, because we know the iPad can do so many things equally or better. No, than the better, better. Ed, I must be honest with you. So you know, I've been wanting a new machine for a while, right? Because mm-hmm. my iMac is about five years old now, and um, I've been getting into YouTube a lot more over the last couple of months. I've yep. really been enjoying it, but trying to edit 4K videos on a five-year-old iMac is a mission. And when, and when I say 4K videos, I mean multi-angle 4K videos. Mm. Because if, 
anyone is curious, um, I recently unboxed the brand new Animal Crossing New Horizons limited edition Nintendo Switch. What yes, a mouthful. What a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I used multiple cameras to mm. give different angles. And obviously I'm shooting in 4K because that's now the new norm. And when I try to do that on my iMac, I actually can't. I have to import the files and then let Final Cut almost render it for about half an hour, 40 minutes, before I can edit. If I don't do that, I get consistent frame drops. Mm. So from that perspective, I'm very much looking forward to actually having a machine that won't do that. Because the new MacBook Pro, regardless of whether there's going to be a new one this year or not, can do multiple 4K streams at once Mm. on its incredibly fast SSD and i9 processor. Also incredible. Exactly, exactly. Side note, imagine that Sony SSD coming to the Macs. Oh, wow. So so right now, Macs have, what, about three and a half gigabytes a second speeds, right? If almost I remember four, correctly. Almost four. Yeah. Sony's implementation uses six-channel memory versus two-channel memory, which most NVMEs have. Yes. And because of that, it has a base raw clock of five and a half gigabytes a second. It's faster than anything on the market at yeah. the moment. It's incredible. Yeah. So okay. Macs are already fast. They they read and write faster than my new PC. Um, imagine what they can do then. Well, you see, so this was the point that I was trying to make is that before my iPad was stolen, mm-hmm. and which I haven't replaced yet, and I'm glad that I haven't because now I can get the brand new one. Yeah, is that I installed LumaFusion on it, and I actually tried editing 4K video, and I was honestly shocked at just how good it is at editing multiple 4k streams at once so from that perspective if you think that the 2018 ipad pro has that much power already it's a natural extension then to give it a keyboard with a trackpad Mm. make it the new macbook look with that in mind something else i should bring up is that it has been heavily rumored for a couple of years now Mm. that apple wants to bring arm processors their custom-made ones to the macbooks and i do feel that the new iPad for 2020 and that magic keyboard is the first step in that direction into Mm. getting people acquainted with working on not only iOS, but an ARM-based system. Mm. I mean, just imagine. Imagine MacBook Airs in 2021 coming with the iPad processor. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, that's phenomenal. Imagine them putting two or more babies in there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, instead of the A12 Bionic Z... We'll have the A12 Bionic or Unity or whatever. Or A13 Dual, which yeah. is basically like two A12s. Exactly. Look, the A12 right now is an incredible piece of tech because mm. it is already faster than most base Windows machines. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that and it's in an iPad, I mean, you can just imagine what the future is going to be like. Yeah, it's, it's quite intriguing. So naturally, you know I'm going to get the new iPad and the new keyboard. Yes. Uh, of course, when that happens, we'll let you guys know, you know, how what, what I think about it and so on and so forth. But that all depends on how the coronavirus is impacting Apple's supply chain. Okay. And, you know, speaking of the coronavirus, yeah. which we can't not speak about, yeah, well, because it, it is around, it's, you know... It's look, literally life right now. Although Edward and I right now are close to each other, we are still self-isolating yep. um, as much as possible. Just putting that out there, just mm-hmm. in case everybody thinks that, you know. <laughs> we, we don't care. Yeah. It's... Um, there's actually a lot of news with regards to the coronavirus at the moment, yeah. um, specifically how a lot of countries are closing their borders. Yeah. Um, South Africa is one of them. Um, in South Africa as well, we now have a new piece of legislation which actually fines people as well as up to six months in jail if they spread 
false information, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think it's um, It's the right move. It's the yeah. right move. But I know that you found something super mind-blowing about the, about the word corona, right? Yeah. Um, so it, just random Googling, because that's what you do on the <laughs> internet, um, especially when self-isolating. Um, I found the name of the Tangled universe or, or of the Tangled kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's Corona. Really? Yeah. So basically <laughs> um, I, I, on Twitter, someone just tweeted, tweet, um, Google the name of the kingdom in Tangled. That's all they tweeted. And I was mind blown when I did <laughs> because it's literally Corona and it looks beautiful. And obviously it doesn't mean anything for the coronavirus. Obviously not. But it was quite mind-blowing. Well, I mean, technically, you know about Corona beer, right? Yeah. So another interesting point about that, because of the naming association, mm-hmm. did you know that their stocks have like, or their sales Dropped. actually? So no, they've shot up by like 40%. Really? Yes. That's weird. People are buying more Corona beer than staying away from Probably it. to make all the memes. Look, I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> but it's interesting because your, your initial gut reaction is actually, oh, stock would drop. Yes. Because it's associated with the virus. Of course. But no, it actually rose. It's the best kind of marketing anybody could ask for. You know, having the name Corona in the news 24-7. Yeah. So now when people Google it, okay, sure, you should actually be Googling COVID-19. But anyway, yeah. if you do, you'll come across... Corona breweries and they That's beer. actually super cool. Um, <laughs> and now, of course, with, with Corona on the mind, I have told you this before, but toilet paper is the currency of the future. Yes. Judging by Australia, first of all, and then America and yeah. the rest of the other nations, including South Africa, I might add. Which I don't get. Okay. Um, People, pick and pay cancelled my order. Okay. I've- I ordered foodstuffs with toilet paper in the thing, because as one does when you need some toilet paper supply. Yeah. And they called me and cancelled because they were out. I was like, I didn't even order much. I just give me my like 18 rolls, please. Yeah, my, my usual purchase. <laughs> yes, my normal purchase. Anyway, um, crisis averted. I managed to get toilet paper elsewhere, but I just thought how crazy that one of South Africa's biggest retailers... They ran out. Ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> well, um... I did a, b- a bit of searching about why people are conf- uh, obsessed with toilet paper. Yes. I couldn't find anything. Um, look, spoiler look, alert. Fallout tells us it should be bottle, bottle caps. caps. Yeah. Okay. But apparently toilet paper is the, bottle, the, the, the bottle currency caps of the future. Of, yeah. of real life. <laughs> um, so I couldn't find anything. Okay. So um, m- moving right oh. ahead, I found something else. Um, okay. I found the website called howmuchtoiletpaper.com. Okay. Um, so say you're at home, you're, you're on the loo, and you're staring at your pack of toilet paper in the corner, dreading the day you have to go out in this lockdown to buy some. Okay. Um, why dread that day? Why not just work out how many days you have left before you need to? So howmuchtoiletpaper.com, basically, it lets you insert how many rolls you have left and how many times a day you go to the loo <laughs> and it intelligently works out approximately how many days you have left with the current stock in okay, your house but but hold on like yeah? what is the mathematics behind i this? have zero <laughs> idea <laughs> okay maybe this is tmi for the Gettle podcast but <laughs> y'all bitches who use 
two pieces of paper. Oh no, please okay. don't, don't come with me with that two piece peasantry. <laughs> so like, I'm just thinking like from my perspective, maybe I do use a little too much toilet paper when I do go. Maybe, but I mean, like, I mean, we have a semi-full pack at home, okay? Because we always buy the forty-eight packs. Okay, yeah. And between it's the most cost-effective. Yeah, between the missus yeah. and I. It usually lasts us a long while, yeah. more than a month. Yes. But on how much toilet paper to come, <laughs> I worked it out and they told me it would last me half a year. See, th- this is what I'm saying. And I even upped the number <laughs> of times we go because I the, I have my usual... Okay, yes, yes. A, for, a normal human being should go at least once a day. Minimum, please. No, I upped that quite a bit. Okay. To make sure it compensates for maybe... When something happens, and also the misses. Diarrhea. Yeah. Diarrhea. <laughs> and even then, it told me 170-something days. You see, this is what I'm telling you. Yeah, it's weird. Because a lot of people are like, oh no, the way to use toilet paper is two pieces. I'm like, I'm like, bitch, if you're using two pieces to wipe your butt, okay, then we all know your fingernails are going to be dirty. <laughs> you ain't okay? got no poop in okay? there. <laughs> please, please. Let's just be honest here for a second. In which case, of course, it brings up the whole point of maybe we should all have a bidet, mm. um, which I would absolutely go for. Yeah. Because when I was in Japan, I had my tush caressed by wonderful Japanese toilets. Warm, and warm water. I would be very happy to have that here as well. Yeah. All right, and, and, and that's another reason I don't get the toilet paper buying. Yeah, it's because strange. I would gladly <laughs> spray my my butthole <laughs> off with water if I need if need be, you know. Yes. So I don't look, know. look, I, I agree. I'm also somebody who likes to use wet wipes more than um, toilet paper. And for those who are wondering, I do have biodegradable ones, and I u- keep it to a minimum. But I like to be super clean. Hmm. So you know. Wet wipes are the future, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> or bidets. <laughs> I'm staying on the topic of coronavirus. Uh, you you said there was something else that, that popped up this week. So yeah. uh, we, we mentioned Pornhub last week. Yes. Um, and how they're giving free subs to everybody in Spain. Yes. You know, good on you, Pornhub, as well as contributing to coronavirus research, right? Yes. So basically, um, Pornhub decided to also give free subs to France and Spain as well as Italy. Hashtag good guy Pornhub. Of course. Um, they are literally the Euros of this <laughs> lockdown. Um, Look, for like, those who may not know, Europe is currently the epicenter of yes, the pandemic. Of the so, you know, everybody must stay indoors. Yes. So good job for at least easing the pain. Or yeah. Sorry, easing the isolation. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Let's let's get uh, working, I guess. <laughs> if, if that's oh, the best term speaking for it. of, I have to mention. Um, yeah. So you know how a lot of people are through isolation, mm-hmm. through self isolation, have to work from home. Yes. Now that means that because you're at home, you might technically not just be working on your machine. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please, if you're going to be using your work machine for anything other than work. Please make sure that you don't have some sort of a keylogger program built in that is based on work. Or spyware. Not necessarily spyware, but screen sharing tech. So there's this email that is making the rounds because when this guy, uh, assumedly, when he uses his computer, it logs into work. But then it also shows work, everything that you're doing. And allegedly (laughs) between... (laughs) 
between oh, inquiries no. oh no <laughs> between inquiries that he was dealing with obviously because he's working at home yeah. he was watching porn wow <laughs> and so he got an email from his boss just saying can you stop hi if you're going to do that please disconnect <laughs> the screen share <laughs> wow like we all watch porn okay whatever that's natural but to do it on a work device at least be smart about it. Like, <laughs> wow. Jeez. Okay. Um, you also mentioned that apparently um, YouTube and Netflix are yes. asking people to reduce their consumption. So basically, what's happening is while Pornhub's stocks are rising by the double digits <laughs> and they're giving everyone full HD 4K subs... Netflix and YouTube is feeling a heavy brunt mm. of everyone staying home in Europe. So what Netflix started it. They just said, listen, we can't accommodate everyone. We're sorry. Suddenly, all the kids are watching their Netflix streams. Oh, of course. And, all the kids are at home. And all the parents are streaming their 4K movies. Mm. We can't do this. So they downed their quality, I think, to 1080p max. That's alright. So, well, so paying for the 4K subscription... Yeah, but I mean, look, you've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah, I mean, you do. This is technically, I guess, what you'd call a worst case scenario yes. for Netflix. Yes. Whereby, generally speaking, people might stream a few hours a day in mm. the evenings after work. And even then, some people go out, so they don't yeah. even go home to stream, yeah. right? Now, everybody is Every at home single person during work hours. And yeah. now they're just streaming everything to their heart's content. That's work hours, that's play hours, <laughs> that's all hours, just all of a sudden together. together. Mm, mm. Um. And also YouTube followed suit. The news came out this morning um, for us in South Africa that YouTube also should start implementing the quality drops. I'm not sure to which quality this is. This it's is, quite new still. Look, this but is incredible. Yeah. it's it, it, You know what I'm hoping comes from this? Mm -hmm. Better compression technology. Yes. It makes me think of HBO Silicon Valley. Yeah. You know, Pied Piper, they developed that compression tech and yeah. was supposed to revolutionize everything. Now, we all know that Netflix's compression tech is actually incredible. Yeah, you can watch very, like, very high-quality video on like a really bad connection. Yep. So the fact that they are struggling with this really tells you how much it's actually being used. Actually, with you saying that, maybe it's the compression on the server end oh, I taking see. The, making the server take the brunt of it. Yes, yes. Maybe. Which yes. means they need worse compression tech. Well, I think they should speak to Sony. Get some yeah, Sony SSDs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much the Corona update. Okay. So while while well. Pornhub is flourishing, <laughs> Netflix and YouTube is dying. Um, Actually, that's so funny because you don't hear of Pornhub reducing their quality. Exactly. Okay, but is, honestly speaking, though, more people watch Netflix and YouTube. Yes. Okay, that's, yeah, but okay. still. But even so, it's that's, in that's giving very, free very... subs to the entire nation with. Make your You're right, actually. Hey? Burn. Come, yeah, come to a crawl. Yeah. That is so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay, but, well, and, and that's it on that bombshell. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, thank you very much yeah. for tuning into episode six of Gettle. Yeah. It actually ended up being quite sexy. Yeah, it was. It ended on a, on a very <laughs> illustrious a note. note. Right? <laughs> um, we thank you all for tuning in every week. Um, yeah. As always, if you do enjoy this, please do leave us a review yeah. or actually contact us on Twitter. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we love, we, we love to hear from you people. Get so, the conversation flowing. Yeah, absolutely. And if mm. there's anything you'd like us to speak about, let us know. Yeah. Because we're open to everything and anything. Yeah. But yeah, but that's about it.
Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we will see you all next week. Have a lovely one. Ciao for now. Bye-bye.